Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. I've never met anyone who disagrees with this statement. It's important to help others. Yet so many people get caught up in other things and individuals that they don't make that time. That's why it's important for me to highlight people who do and ask them why. Today, in part two of our conversation, Chris Wormley of the Pittsburgh Steelers shares who instilled the importance of serving others and the ways in which he does that now, even as he's busy with his NFL playing career and raising his daughter's spade. What are we waiting for? The Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the NFL's most distinguished franchises with a long history of making a positive impact to help others. That's why I took note when staffers there were so adamant that Chris Wormley was a player who was really stepping up in the community. They provided me a list of schools and programs he supports through reading and handing out school supplies and also hosting a free football camp in his hometown a few months ago. While some athletes really focus in on themselves and their families while they're still playing, Chris Wormley explains to me why it's so important to help people now and how his mother influenced his desire to give back and interact so well with kids. Let's get to it. I know that you have a heart to help others. Share ways in which you do that to serve and inspire other people. I mean, sometimes it could be just as easy as, you know, giving advice to a kid that reaches out to you on Instagram. Hey, I'm a defensive lineman trying to find ways to to get to the next level when he's in high school. And, you know, you give him, it could be as, as little as, you know, a couple technique things that can mean the world to that kid. And he can use that to further his game to go to the next level. If that's his goal. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I handed out, you know, school supplies to a whole entire school and in, in Mifflin Elementary and here in Pittsburgh, PA. Um, and that was a great experience um, just to see those kids appreciation, the teacher's appreciation for something that is as basic as having pencils and, you know, notebook and some folders. Uh, when I was my last year at Michigan, I did a study abroad trip um, to Israel. And one of our main uh, goals was bringing Israeli kids and the Palestinian kids together through sport, um, which was really impactful and cool to see, you know, kids that might not even speak the same language, but being on the same soccer team and just trying to communicate that way. That was an amazing experience for, for three weeks. Super impactful that I, that I pull from to this day, those, those experiences and and all that cool stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about, I mean, what an incredible experience that is. And, And there is so many tensions, you know, between Israelis and Palestinians. And what was that big takeaway for you from that experience to see how sports was able to maybe help relations between kids from those countries and regions? Yeah, I think that was the, the biggest thing. The biggest takeaway was that sport has such an impact and can be so powerful that it can bring kids together that otherwise, you know, might not see eye to eye on a lot of things, you know. Um, but if you can bring sport th- into it, I think that sport is that kind of buffer and kind of that way to even spark up a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll see a guy walking down the street with a Michigan hat and I'll just say, go boo to him, you know, something that something as small as that can spark a conversation, can spark something that might not have been there to begin with. And when you have yeah. tensions that have been lasting for 5,000 years or however long it is, yeah. it's uh, something that I think is really impactful and no. can uh, change even if we just affected or impacted one Israeli kid and one Palestinian kid to make that conversation and make that connection, I think it was worth it.
as we mature and grow into adulthood, you know, there are kind of those milestone moments. And I'm just thinking that when you hosted a football camp in your hometown and had hundreds of kids there, that that had to be a special day for you. Yeah, it was it was amazing. There's a guy by the name of Jeremy Lincoln, who um, is my mentor to this day. And he's from Toledo. He played in the league for 10 years and he used to have a camp. He had a camp for 20 years in Toledo. Um, so I can remember going there, helping out with him. I can remember going to those camps. I can remember it being a free camp, which was something that, that I wanted to do. And that's that's what I accomplished at my camp this year. And just the impact that he made, seeing these kids for myself, being able to have, you know, get a t-shirt, get a free meal, see an NFL player, have a, a fun day of, of learning football and having fun was a goal of mine that I've been working on for a while. And, you know, with the pandemic and things over the last couple of years, um, it was really cool to be able to put this into place. And I, I look forward to doing this for, for many years to come. That's so cool, Chris. Was there a special moment with like a camper or a group of campers that just kind of sticks in your mind from that experience? Yeah, it's funny. We, it, was, um, it was a K through eight camp. And some of the older kids, um, you know, they're, they're a little feisty, you know, they like to you know talk trash and stuff like that. So be having that kind of aspect and that twist on things. Now I'm like, Oh, these, these kids are trying to, you know, talk trash to me. So, and, and it was obviously all, all fun or whatever. There was a kid, he, he had to have been in kindergarten, you know, he was three foot nothing or whatever and running around his shirt was, you know, so big comes up to me. He goes, who are you? And I'm like, well, um, this is my football camp and I'm Chris Wormley and my name's on your shirt. And, you know, you're here to you know learn football and I'm, I'm here to you know help and teach you. And he kind of just looks up at me and kind of, you know, trying to process it all and trying to figure out, you know, I don't know. My mom just dropped me off here a couple hours ago. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm running around with other kids. I don't know what's going on. So just to see his, the, the innocence in his eyes and yeah. Was legitimately just trying to figure out, you know, who am I? What am I doing here? And and what's what's going on on, yeah. on Saturday morning? You know, so yeah. it's fun. Hey, Chris, who instilled that in you? You know, this this desire, this deep desire to give back and and help other people. Just knowing what my platform is and and what I can do to inspire. Like I said, if it's just one kid, and I can inspire them. But I've I've always wanted to. My my mom growing up, she she ran a daycare out of our house. So just being able to, I, I feel like kids for me were always something that was easy for me. Connecting with kids, mm. getting on their level, and, and trying to you know think like a kid, even though I'm you know almost thirty years old. So being able to use that, like okay, I I I think I'm good with kids. Like let's use that to give back in whatever way I can. So whether that's the school, whether that's the camp. Um, but I can remember going with my aunt, my cousins to um, nursing homes and helping out with you know the elderly and playing bingo with them and yeah. making chocolate molds and stuff like that. Um, so I think that appreciation for giving back started at a young age. Um, but I would say my family had a big, big part of that. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that if one person can help out all these people, um, I think it's pretty impactful. I think it's been really cute to watch you interacting with your daughter, which totally understandable. I love it actually. But what's that like being a father? What's that feeling like for you? It's it's probably the, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Someone asked me a few years ago before she was even born, they were like, what What do you think like you were meant, like, why were you put on this earth? What, what do you think you were meant to be or to do? And I, I said, to be a father. And I mean that wholeheartedly, even more so now, like the things that I do to give back, like I make sure that she is a part of it. She was at the camp. I'll make sure that she knows what I'm doing and what my wife's doing and the work that we're, we're trying to accomplish as a family. Mm -hmm. uh, not only to show her that, you know, her dad's pretty cool, but. Which he is. Her, yeah. 
but just to show that the ways that you can give back. And I want that to instill that in with her and, and, and our family moving forward. And it's been really cool for her and or even for me to see her be a part of us giving back as well. I think that's so important. I, I find that too often folks have children and then they just say, hey, I got to focus on our family. You know, and there's even a ministry called Focus on the Family and no criticism of that ministry. But my point being is I think we as parents have to model the importance of being intentional to serve and help other people. Right. And so I love that you're involving her in your camp and things. And and my wife and I are very active in the community and make sure that our children are part of that you know, because uh, we want them to see the importance of helping other people and not because they're paying us or thanking us or anything, but doing it because that's really what we're designed and called to do. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me growing up, you know, the the motto or the saying, like it takes a village. Yeah. Uh, Most of my family growing up lived like a two or three mile radius of, of me. So, you know, those Sunday dinners with cousins and aunts and uncles and the birthdays and the holidays and things like that. But also knowing that sometimes a, a village and a community needs needs a little extra love, a little extra help. And I think that's where someone like myself can step in and be that extra help, um, not just in a monetary, you know, giving sense, but in a impactful showing up, showing face, being involved and being a part of it, I think is sometimes more important than just, you know, throwing dollars at, at something and, you know, hoping it works out. What's one message you have for youth sports parents today? I think you have to let your kid just find out what they like. I think sometimes, especially nowadays, kids might be pressured or pushed in a direction that isn't as beneficial to them as as the parents might think or their parents are living vicariously through them. And even sometimes when I think about it, like the, the whole thing with my mom and forcing me to play football, I don't know if I would force my kid to do that, you know? whether it's football or ballet or gymnastics or whatever, I don't think I would force my kid to, to play a sport. I want them to, to fall in love with what they're doing. And like I said, whether that's a sport or whether that's chess or whatever, you, whatever, whatever your passion is, I want you yeah. to be able to find that. But I also want to be able to nurture that passion in a, in a healthy way. And I think sometimes parents nowadays, they see the scholarships, they see the money that professional athletes can make and they want to push their kid into that. And a lot of kids I've seen um, burn out. And I've seen a lot of kids, even for myself growing up, focus on one sport or focus on one thing and, and and they burn out really quickly. I was someone that wanted to do three sports and someone that wanted to keep not only my mind active in, in finding new challenges and not just football, but in, in basketball and in baseball and in, in track and field. So to be a, I guess, a more well-rounded athlete, but also to know that football isn't a forever thing. And if I can, you know, make some layups in, in, in five or 10 years at the, at the Y with some guys, you know, I'll, I'll look back and be like, you know, that was, that was a good thing. I played basketball, but I'll, yeah. So just, I think for kids, just allow them to, to find themselves and encourage them to do that um, in a healthy way. Last question for you. What's one message that you have for kids who look up to you? Yeah, I think, I think that's a big thing. Sometimes, I think sometimes athletes don't think that of themselves as role models or don't think that they should have that pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want that type of pressure. I want that type of, I guess, spotlight, as if you will, to be that person that people look up to. But I, th- I think... For me, it's it's not even really a message. It's more of just a lead by example. Um, that's how I've always really been. So I think I don't know if it's a message or not, but just just continue to watch. I guess you know, continue continue to watch how how I handle myself, whether it's with my family or sports. 
um, in the community, and I hope they can take something from that. Well, Chris Wormley, I had so much fun talking to you. I so appreciate your wisdom, your heart, and just uh, the ways in which you're being an example for so many people in your community. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you uh, asking some some great questions and uh, for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.